Let's go. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Welcome, friends, to the Reality of Health podcast. If you don't already know my name, it's Eric. Today should be pretty interesting. I think you might enjoy this topic. Most people never think about it, and yet we all have them to some degree, some people more than others, but they have serious implications on your life. Some people might even say, oh, that's nonsense. doesn't affect my health. Well, let's discuss it. Today we're talking about scars. That includes piercings, by the way. Did you know your belly button is a scar? You know, I have an episode on the belly button. Is it really a button? Well, it's a scar. Did you know your tonsils? If you take those out, there's a scar there. Tattoos. Every tattoo is technically a scar. You've pierced and punctured the skin thousands of times. And if you have more than one tattoo, well, then you're in the millions. Any surgery of any kind whatsoever. How about episiotomy? If you gave birth and you had to have one of those. All ear piercings. Or any piercing, for that matter, in any place on the body. A tooth extraction is also a scar. You ever had a cut? Did you ever cut yourself, even a small one or a large one? Did you need stitches? Ooh, now when you get into stitches, you get into a larger scar. Burns. Burns are scars. And of course, if you had acne, there's scars there. Circumcision. Well, that's a surgery. So you're going to have a scar. Vaginoplasty, or anything down there for that matter. It's all scars. Many different types of scars. The two main ones, the ones you've seen, were like rigid. You know, they got those ridges. They're kind of larger, kind of structurally tall, maybe even discolored. Then you have the smooth ones that are, you know, they're barely there, but they're there. So why are they so rigid? And why are they so structural? Well, it's because they create cross-linking of collagen and then also fibrotic tissue or fibrins just type of protein structure your body uses to heal itself. The fibroid scars are much more difficult to heal. It's going to take a lot longer to heal those than a smooth one. The real issue is what's underneath what you can see. This episode is more about what you can't see than what you can see. What you can see helps you realize the healing progress, but what's more important is how well it is healing underneath that matters. 90% of your sympathetic nerve fibers are actually in your skin. Sympathetic is part of the autonomic nervous system that I talk about incessantly, but that's the fight or flight side of your nervous system. So once you've cut or damaged skin or any tissue of the body, they're never going to heal back exactly like they were. So now think about it. When you cut those nerve endings, which are like fiber optic networks going everywhere, almost picture like a web or even better yet, like a window screen. Once you tear it, you can never get that window screen back to normal. It's always going to look patched. Now, when you have electrical impulses going through there from your nervous system, they get blocked. So once they hit this blockage, they do like a random discharge, kind of like a small electrical explosion, and they go all over the place. Then that causes a reaction in your autonomic nervous system, your sympathetic side, and your parasympathetic side, and causes chaos. Doesn't know what to do. First it's sympathetic, like, oh my gosh, what the heck's going on? Then the parasympathetic kicks in to slow that down, to create the homeostasis. Doesn't know what to do, so you don't get any good outcome. So if it's blocked, 
you're not going to heal properly. So let's say you're using any type of healing modality, like massage or acupuncture, even pharmaceutical drugs, or supplements or vitamins or food, yoga, exercise, walking, I don't care, cold plunge, doesn't matter. Since your autonomic nervous system runs everything, you're interrupting the pathway of healing and causing it to short circuit. That's not going to make good health. So you're trying to do these modalities, maybe even spending money on them, and they're not working. So now what your nervous system does is it turns into what's called a switched nervous system. And then that can make the health modality create even more pain. So let's say you got a sore muscle and you go and you do yoga. Well, and after yoga, it's worse. Anytime you're trying modalities to make the situation better and it actually gets worse, could be from a scar because the body's sending energy from one area to another and it's getting interrupted. Now, here's the thing. Anything in the center of your body that's been interrupted by a surgery or cut or something of that sort, from like your tonsils to your nose job to teeth extraction, anything in your jaw, maybe heart surgery or piercings of your tongue, which is really, really bad for you. If you know, I did a tongue episode. Tongue's very, very important for your life. And a tongue piercing is absolutely not good for you. And of course, you've got, you know, belly button piercings, which are horrible. So you just put a scar on top of a scar, essentially. What about a C-section? That's really bad. Episiotomies are bad. Circumcision's bad. But these are all in the center, right? These are really, really bad for you. They create more issues than in your extremities. Although your extremities, depending on what pathway it is, could also be just as bad. The worst part about a scar, especially like in a surgery type, or if you have a really, really bad trauma, is when the scar creates adhesions. So it's a scar that grows like tendrils or like fingers coming off of that scar area deep into the body. And that actually attaches to things like organs or muscle or any tissue in that area or deeper, maybe even your fascia. So now it roots itself way more difficult to get rid of and much more impactful. So it's more than just a regular skin scar. I actually believe I had one of those when I was a child, my belly button attached to my small intestine. My father had the same thing. And I think now that I know this, I think maybe explains that. So whenever I had fecal matter moving through, it would pull on that belly button and create pain. I tried to tell the doctor, my parents, nobody knew what was going on. They didn't know what to think. But I mean, I couldn't even stand up straight because if you stood up, then it would get worse. So you couldn't stretch the area. So I had to stay compact. I had to lean into myself. It's terrible. No way to get rid of the pain. But of course, also scars don't have to be large either to have an impact. Even just little scars on your fingers can cause major interruptions because your fingers, they're really impactful in your life more than you know because it's one of the ways that you interact with the world around you it's called proprioception scars that create disruptions can literally cause every single symptom that you can think of why because it's associated with your central nervous system so here's a quick testimony for you woman in her early 70s broke her tibia never really healed right doctor that was working on her, also very good with scars. She's a naturopathic doctor. Found out she had a hysterectomy. 
So then, of course, she said, oh, we got to work on that scar. So the moment they started touching that hysterectomy scar with a healing modality, the woman felt tons of pain instantly. Guess where? In her tibia fracture. So then after working on that scar just one time for just a little bit, the tibia pain never came back. That hysterectomy scar stopped that tibia from healing property. It was part of the network right going through there. Here's another testimony. Lawyer had migraines every morning, couldn't go to work. So when she started working on the woman's belly button scars, because she was a belly dancer, and you know they wear jewelry in that area, the migraines went away and never came back. Here's another one. Another woman. A doctor, actually. Severe anxiety issues. Even affected the fact that she couldn't eat. She had a wicked C-section scar. So, when after healing the C-section scar, all the anxiety went away. So you see, your whole body's connected. A scar can interrupt a whole nother area. Something that you would never even think. This is why you should get rid of all the scars on your body. You should not have these. And if you can do anything other than surgery, you should do that. Before I get into how to heal them, be a good idea to give you a bit of understanding on how important it is to heal them the best way possible. You want the result to be high quality healing. Just because it doesn't look like it's there anymore doesn't mean that it healed properly. So as an example would be vitamin E. So when you use vitamin E, that helps heal collagen in a flowing pattern rather than a cross-linking pattern. If you use garbage quality vitamin E, you're not going to get the healing you think you're getting. That scar may look okay, but it's not. Of course, there's a bunch of scar treatments out there that they sell you like Vaseline intensive care garbage and all these type of over-the-counter products. They're all garbage. Just because the scar looks like it went away doesn't mean that it healed properly. That's really, really important. You want the nerve endings to connect properly as much as it possibly can. If they don't, then you're no better off. For external scars, there's a few ways you can use to heal them, but generally speaking, these are the best approaches. Ever heard of wheat germ oil? Loaded with vitamin E. That's its main component that we're looking for. It's in a highly active form coming from the wheat germ. So first of all, you got to make sure it's quality, of course, you know, hexane-free, chemical-free, all that kind of stuff. So you should get it in a soft gel. There's brands out there you can get. It'll say organic, hexane-free, blah, blah, blah. You just want to make sure it's in a soft gel. So then you pierce it, squeeze it out on the scar, and then you want to work it multiple directions, circles, all different ways. You don't want to do it in just one way. And then do that for about four minutes. If it's a larger scar, you might take a little bit longer. And by the way, if you have celiac disease, don't worry about the wheat germ oil. It's Even though it comes from wheat, you're, there's no issue with celiac disease. But if it freaks you out, just use sesame oil. So just using wheat germ oil and the massaging, you can get rid of darn near 50% of the scar. Just just doing those two. Another side note would be, wheat germ oil is known to increase fertility. So if you're not trying to get pregnant, I would say use the sesame oil. Just had an episode on castor oil and castor oil packs. 
That's the next way you can use to get rid of them. Super easy to do. Really awesome. So good for so many things. But yes, castor oil will get rid of scars. It's a fact. You're basically going to use it just like the wheat germ oil. If you're using a pack, you can squeeze the wheat germ oil in with the castor oil on the pack, apply it to the skin. So if you have a larger scar, like in the belly or something like that, you can put the two together, no problem. Or you can use the pack with just the wheat germ oil. Or you could rub the wheat germ oil into the skin and then put the castor oil pack over it. Remember, castor oil is a carrier oil. It's a molecular weight. Brings it through the skin deep. So anything that's inside that castor oil will carry it through deep. Then, of course, it has its own healing properties, which gets rid of scars. Awesome effects on the skin. Basically, castor oil works like Botox. So on your face, make you look younger. Your eyebrows, eyelashes. I told you ways in the castor oil episode how to use it, but you can go online. There's lots of tutorials. Create smoothness in your skin. I use it every single day. Concentrate it around my eyes when I'm putting it on. But I do cut it with jojoba oil. So a couple squirts of jojoba oil, and then I use a dropper bottle for my castor oil, and I do the dropper into the hand, mix those two, put it on. Now, if you want to add essential oils, you can do that as well on your face. I use Living Libations Skin Oil product as my jojoba carrier oil. Put the two together, you get essential oils, jojoba oil, and castor oil all on your face. Well, you could do all three of those on your scar as well. I'm going to get into essential oils in a bit. Now, if you want to double the results, you want to add heat. And one of the best ways to add heat is through red light therapy. Never heard of it? Don't worry. Look it up. Lots of ways you can get it. That will kickstart the healing like crazy good. Any red light device will help. You can spend a low amount of money or you can buy really expensive stuff. The higher quality ones might work a little faster, but essentially you're just looking for the infrared heat. You can also use a red light laser device. You can buy those online. They're a bit expensive though, just want to let you know. Whereas red light therapy products are a little bit cheaper up to very expensive. So your your range of cost is going to be different. So if you have a panel, you're going to spend some time in front of the panel. If you have a handheld device, then you can just put that in the area or around your face, or these kinds of things. If you don't have any of those, or don't have the budget for it, or don't want to buy it, well, if you're in a warmer climate, go out in the sun. Sit in the sun. The heat from the sun will activate the healing process with the oils. And by the way, red light therapy, which we're going to have an episode on, it actually works on your skin to make it look younger. Clarifies your skin. So if you put the two of those together, castor oil and red light therapy, oh, now you have a double whammy. If you want to take it to the next level, you can add essential oils. I absolutely love using essential oils. And if you've never done it, you should. You should learn to use them. They're fantastic. They smell great. Super easy to use. So the first one you would want is lavender. Then you could use frankincense or cape chamomile. There's many different types of chamomile. Cape chamomile has got a little bit better scar healing capability, but any of the chamomiles will work. You could also use myrrh. And then the other one that is extremely unique is helichrysum. H-E-L-I-C-H-R-Y-S-U-M. 
Weird name, I know. It's just the Latin name. So instead of giving it something easier for us to know, <laughs> they've kept it that name. You can get these essential oils lots of different places. Make sure they're pure. Make sure they're chemical-free, hexane-free, all the normal stuff. You don't have to buy organic. Those companies aren't putting those out. But I will tell you, be careful buying things on Amazon or some weird sites. You want to make sure you're getting a quality product. One brand that we'll always get quality from is Aura Acacia. A-U-R-A, second word, C-A-C-I-A. Can't go wrong with them. Now, if you don't want to make your own, then you can go to Living Libations, and she has a segment of products called DAB, D-A-B. And so she's made these specifically for health conditions. They may seem expensive, but understand, these are concentrated essential oils. So if you wanted to make your own DAB product, it's going to cost you a lot more money. But if you do, make sure you get a dropper bottle or you use a roller bottle, which you can buy either of those, but make sure, of course, they're in glass, not plastic. Essential oils are extremely healing. They're very, very powerful. If they weren't, then they wouldn't be using them in just about every country and just about every medicine throughout the ages. Another really cheap and easy way is through pinching and twisting of the scar. So you can pinch it with your fingers. You don't, don't have to hurt yourself, just pinching, pinching, and then twisting between your fingers, like light twisting, just manipulating it. What you're doing is you're using the oils, the castor oil, these kinds of things, the wheat germ oil. You're trying to break up the fibroids physically, not just chemically. Super easy to do. You can do it anytime. You don't even need to do it when you're applying the oils. You can just be at work or driving a car and just start doing it. For internal scars, this is a little bit different. A little bit harder to heal, but you can still heal them and you will have good benefits from this. Could be from surgery or just something on your skin. Internally, we heal as well, right? So you take things into your body and they're going to heal the skin just like if you put things on top of the skin. The best internal way to heal is through an herb called Gotu-Cola, G-O-T-U-K-O-L-A. It literally dissolves fibrotic tissues. So all that cross-linking and all that fibrin, which are proteins now, that have cross-linked and built up, Gotu-Cola dissolves them. It also acts as a collagen moderator. So as your body's utilizing collagen to repair it, it's going to make sure it's laying down only what it needs. And by the way, this is backed up by clinical trials. They know this works. So you get a better healing outcome. It's wicked good at healing after any trauma of the body, especially wounds or surgeries or cuts, punctures, burns, this kind of stuff. Basically helps your body just heal better overall. Kind of like if you have a scar forming and you're not doing anything else but taking Gotokola, the scar would form better, less impactful to your life. But if you could do external things as well as internal from damage or trauma to your body, well, then you might not even have a scar. It also cleans up all the bad healing that may have occurred before. Very few side effects, unless you're sensitive to saponins, which are chemical in plants. You might get a little reflux or maybe a loose stool if you're sensitive to saponins. 
So if you go on Go to Cola and those two things happen, or one of those two things happen, then you know you're sensitive to saponins. A lot of foods that have it, really high in saponins. Could explain why you can't eat certain foods without getting reflux or loose stools. I am very sensitive to saponins. Can't have quinoa at all. <laughs> quinoa destroys me. Why? Full of saponins. What is a saponin? It's soap. What it does is it breaks down your bile. And if you don't have bile, then you can't digest your food. Then your small and large intestines say, I don't want this stuff in here. And it shoots it out of the body. Yeah, basically like that. You ever heard of proteolytic enzymes? Proteo, meaning protein. You've got different types of enzymes in the body. You've got digestive enzymes, then you have metabolic enzymes. Proteolytic enzymes are the metabolic side. And you can get these out of your food as well. Can't get enough of them, let me tell you. They do nothing but beneficial things in the body. We will have an enzymes episode in the future as well. One of the main things... If you're going to take proteolytic enzymes, you can't take them with food. Because these are protein enzymes, your digestive enzymes are going to break it down and it'll be useless. So you take them in between the times you eat. But they are good for so many things. But what they're known for are all the negative anchor-like symptoms we have. Mucus. It just tears up mucus. It breaks down the protein structure that makes up mucus. It tears down inflammation. All of the fibrin from the inflammation, it breaks all that stuff up. And then your dead tissue that all the parasites live on, it eats that stuff up. So you can see it has far-reaching advantages. You ever heard of serapeptase? It's getting a lot of press nowadays. So is natokinase. Both of these, very, very good to break down fibrin and fibroids. Like endometriosis, that's a fibrin issue in the body. And there's a whole lot of other issues that are fibroid-based, fibrin-based, which are types of collagen and proteins work with your fascia and create all kinds of scarring in the body. And then, of course, it hardens your fascia and tightens it up, which then makes you tight this is why I said last Monday, if you could do one thing in the morning, change your life, stretching. You got to stretch that fascia out. It breaks up all this fibrin. Natokinase is known to have K2, vitamin K2 in it. Amazing. Now, if you're on blood thinners, don't take natokinase. Not a good idea. Unless you want blood thinning capabilities, which would be really good for all kinds of issues. Like maybe you're over 50. You should be on serapeptase or natokinase. You want to take those every day, especially if you don't want to go on a keto diet because sugar and carbs increase inflammation, make your body worse, and increase your ability to have arteriosclerosis. Whereas if you're on a keto diet, you don't have those. If you want to eat regular standard American diet or carbohydrates and sugar, then you should probably be on both of those. They dissolve blood clots. So therefore, you don't have to worry about blood clotting in the, in the cardiovascular issues. If you have long COVID, one of the best things you can use. If you got the jab, you should be taking both of those for sure. The amount of time that it takes to heal a scar depends on the scar. 
depends on how many you have. Because when you're working on one of your five, plus you have internal, you're not getting the entire amount of Gotokola into one scar. It's transferred throughout the whole body. The proteolytic enzymes are working on everything at once. It's not targeting one scar. It doesn't work that way. This is where your external, you are pinching and you're twisting and your castor oil packs and your wheat germ oil. These all work on the outside. So you have internal spread throughout, but then external, you can get more specific. Depends on how thorough you are using the modalities to heal them. It depends on your hormone levels. It depends on your fitness level, your diet, and especially how much sleep you get. You only heal while you're sleeping. Best time of your day should be while you're sleeping. If you haven't listened to my sleep episode, you should. Don't neglect the scars you have. As you can see, they can affect so many other health conditions. They're important for good health. I'd say pretty easy to get rid of. Yeah, they don't go away overnight, but doesn't take that long to heal them. It's not that difficult or expensive. You might not be able to heal the scars in your emotional life, but you can at least heal the scars in your physical life. If you like this episode, please let others know. Thank you for listening. Take care of yourselves. If you want to contact me, my info is in the description box. Feel free to ask a question or suggest a topic, maybe some feedback, whatever. I look at every email and every comment, but please be constructive. I will not tolerate spam or rudeness or lewd comments. This is a place for healing and knowledge, not a negative space. If you want to read the transcript, it will be located on my website for each episode. It is therealityofhealth.com.